0: Welcome to the Adventures in Ranching podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I'm sharing my family's experiences of moving to a ranch in Montana. Well, I don't know that I would call it a ranch. It's something that my mother-in-law calls it, but it's about five acres and it's the most property that we've ever had. And We seem to be well on our way to having a bit of a ranch or ranchette, and who knows where it will go, but what I've found is that this journey has called to me, and in this podcast, I share the adventures that we go through of not knowing how to do any of this, not knowing anything about living on more than a small piece of property in more of an urban area or even in a small town or a suburban area and what we have learned and what we're learning as we go along. My intention with this podcast is for those that are looking for a little entertainment in their day as we go through our adventures or maybe your longing to move to your ranch, or your ranchette, or your homestead, or farmette, or whatever you want to call a small piece of your own land that allows you to connect maybe with nature, with animals, with more self-sustainability, whatever your purpose is. My goal with this podcast is to share my journey and to inspire you Perhaps entertain you and perhaps help you explore whether that's something that's right for you as well. So tune in as we embark on our adventure in ranching. Welcome back to the Adventures in Ranching podcast and Welcome back to the following a dream podcast. Today, I was pondering life. And as I was feeding my horses, I felt, I don't know, I felt a topic just come up. And originally, I thought it was just for adventures and ranching. And then I got the feeling of creating a cross episode, a cross podcast episode. I don't even know what a cross podcast episode is. But here I am creating one. And um, I had no plans to do this. But apparently a cross podcast episode is when I record one episode, but I share it on more than one of my podcasts, because I have more than one podcast, because the content is relevant. And so I'm just going to follow that. So here we go. Today is an absolutely stunning day in Montana. There is a glow. The grass is just glowing this bright green. The sun is shining. There are clouds up above the mountain, but they're the kind that you just want to look at and watch and see what stories they tell you and what your imagination brings you. And I sat this morning and I had a cup of tea and um, I had this thing where even though our barn is right, not right next to our house, it's kind of across the driveway. I swear my horse Nilo can always hear me Um It's like he always knows when I'm coming out, you know, and I was thinking about going out and feeding him and he looked in at me and then I was like, I need my tea first. So I had my tea and then I went out and unlike many days where there have been a lot of horse shenanigans and antics, today was a pretty chill morning feeding experience. I walked out, I called the horses, Nilo, my big guy, um, my big chestnut, my first horse. He came in as he often does. I didn't see Raven, our second guy, but I knew he was probably out um, and would hear me. So I called him too and he came trotting in And he came trotting in, and I fed them, and it was pretty, you know, standard, right? One horse comes in, I put him in his enclosure, close the gate behind him, give him his grain, give the other horse his grain, um, food. It's kind of a combination of supplements and a bunch of stuff. And Nilo of course was finished first and it's such a nice day I wanted to let them go into the other pasture where there's more grass. Um they hadn't been over there in a couple of days cuz it had been raining and and um there had been thunder and lightning and they don't have shelter over there so um I knew today was the perfect day. So you know, I walk Nilo over there, and it's like, he's like the textbook perfect horse, aside from trying to get the grass alongside the pasture, Um, just outside his fence, of course, you know, he had to snatch some grass, and I kind of let him do it a little bit, and then Raven got really excited about going over, it was like, he came right to the gate, and You know did not want to be left behind so then I transferred him over and they went you know gallivanting off into their pasture Um, very calm yesterday was very different it was raining yesterday morning and when I went out to feed them I went out in the rain and I kind of put like a hat on and a raincoat on and Um, Nilo came running in, and then before I could show him his grain, um, he went running back out and running all through the pasture at high speeds and running back into the paddock and slamming on his brakes and ravens following him. And, you know, there's nothing like seeing a, you know, very large horse, um, that, you know, had some success on the track, uh, I think Nilo won a couple of races, um, and placed relatively high, you know, um, seeing him run and he, he also is such a beautiful mover when you see him run. It's just so amazing. And here it was in the pouring down rain and I'm just watching him run and, and, warning him that I am i don't want to have to call out the vet because he's running straight in and slamming on his brakes as he comes into the paddock and then he turns around and runs back out through the paddock out into the other thing and then it's so funny because by the time I get my camera up to shoot a video um, they're not really running that much anymore and then they're just kind of standing there like as if I dreamed up the whole thing Um, That it was all just a figment of my imagination. And here are these very calm horses. But a couple of seconds ago, they weren't. So that was yesterday. Today was very different. Today, it's just beautiful and glowing and so pretty. And there's just, it's a little chilly, which I really like. Um, One thing that we've had happen in Montana here is we had... um, you know, the snow melted, and then the grass started growing. And then there was smoke from wildfires in Canada, north of us. And um, it was really bad. The air quality was really bad. And it was kind of hazy, and it got really hot. And it just kind of felt like we were in the middle of our, like, smoky season, um, where it's kind of like hot and bright and Ugh, I not I don't like that and so today it was so wonderful because I had like a fleece on but it's there's a little bit of a wind and and but not too much and it's just so pretty and the horses were just so good and I let them in the pasture the other pasture and I was reflecting I was reflecting on this this life this. Place where we live now, and how different it is from what we lived before, and yet, in some ways, not you know, in some ways, it is a compilation of so many things and so many signs of things that I've received. So many nigglings, if you will, of feelings of things that I would love and I had no, no idea uh, how I would ever pull them together and make them into a life, let alone, you know, it didn't even occur to me. It never even occurred to me that it was possible. Um, it never even occurred to me that all of these mm, seeming like unconnected little feelings of things that I I love could all be combined into one thing that is uh, just, it just makes my heart sore. And yet, that is what I'm feeling this morning. I mean... This morning, right above where we have our water in our paddock, a robin. There's a lot of robins out. Um, They're they're so beautiful. They've just been going crazy this spring. You know, they're going after all the worms and flying all around. And a robin has decided to build a nest right up above um, where the horse water tank is, um, right in our new shelter, Um, And I felt very honored that she had picked that spot for her babies, um, that she had picked our shelter, the top of our shelter. Not exactly maybe the smartest bird move, because should anything happen with the security of her nest, they could go down in the water. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it would be fine. But we had to move the the water tank a little bit anyway to clean it out. So I moved it a little bit to the one side. Maybe I'm being overprotective of the robin. I don't know. But it's funny because I look up and I see her. And she'll sometimes admonish me. Like if I see her, and she sees that I see her, she trips away and flies off and lets me know she doesn't like that I know that she's there. But yet, I do know that she's there. And it's, I don't know, it's just really cool that there's this beautiful little bird and this beautiful. Well, she's a big bird, really, but a beautiful bird with little babies or a baby. I don't know. I don't know how old they are. I can't see them in this nest right there in our new shelter. And you know that shelter oh, oh god it was a shelter that we started last May and we thought we could get it ready in time for Nilo first arriving like you know a few weeks later and we didn't get it finished until November um because well, A, it took longer than we thought, but B, we had a lot of other things that got pushed in front of it that we needed to do. And as I said, everything, you know, that seemed to take one step, or it seemed like there was one thing to do. I talked about this in, in this Adventures in Ranching podcast. It's like, you know, we would need think, oh, we just need to put this one implement on the tractor and then but that would like lead to 20 things we had to do to do that one thing like oh the implement doesn't have the right fitting and oh we need to do this other thing first and oh we need to do this other thing and this other thing and oh my goodness so many things and yet here we are and yet here we've made it through So many of those things. I mean, I can't, sometimes last year, I didn't even know what was really going on. I mean, how was it that we moved here and it was, it was a calling to move here. What do I, what do I mean by that? It was a feeling, a feeling of going here and a feeling of checking this out. And I talk a lot about this. um, Because what I've come to understand is that when we have these feelings, uh, I talk about this a lot in the following a dream podcast. And in another podcast I have called following yourself that really, it is that we have a deepest inner guidance within us that knows all of what we truly want. And it is calling us to all of those things, to combining all of those things in ways that our, our minds would not be able to make it happen. And that's really what this place is. I mean, This place is such a composite of things that I would have never expected were even possible or that they even existed. Like, I love conifer trees and pine trees, and I am sitting in an office looking at amazing, super tall conifer trees. And behind those, there is a mountain with snow on it and it's just beautiful it's so pretty and in front of the mountain between us and the mountain is you know is a fence and and more trees and green grass and it's like when I sit and 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 I look out this window it's like this was the thing that I thought when we were moving to Mount to Montana, like that I wanted to live near the mountains. And I thought when I first got this feeling of, of Montana, it was like, well, let's, let's move somewhere closer to nature. Um, I'd always loved the mountains. I have a placard in front of me right now that says the mountains are my happy place because I've known this um, I didn't know about this part of Montana uh, until I was called to come here and learn about it. I Had no idea it existed, and then I realized here's this place, and it has it has these beautiful mountains, these beautiful trails. We re- we live really close to Glacier National Park, and it's just mind-blowingly gorgeous if you haven't been um it's just amazing you know and there there are all kinds of wild animals in 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 there um like serious animals like grizzly bears and moose and um elk and um you know uh what are they called bighorn sheep I forget the kind of wild sheep. I even talked about them in one of the podcasts, but because I saw them on my drive when I went to get our second horse. But um, is they're not just in the in the uh, the national park? They're around us as well. But that's what called me to this place. Um, was feeling like. Oh, the mountains and there's a ski resort because I love to snowboard and it seemed like wow a place where we could you know snowboard without having to drive um four hours like we did when we lived in the San Francisco Bay Area and we had to drive between two and four and sometimes longer hours um, and have a second house um, or a ski cabin you know the idea of being able to just drive an hour and go snowboarding seemed so exciting. And we have that here, Um, to be able to do it just for the day, and be able to go and, and hike and be able to just see beauty around us. That's what called us to this place. And so I'm looking out my window, and I'm seeing that. But then there's all this other stuff, like, that I didn't expect, like, the fact that I now have not just one horse, but I have two horses. In 2021, even when we signed the contract, and we closed on this house, if someone said to me, I was going to have a horse, um, or two horses, I would have, you know, and I'm going to keep it on my property, like, like, right away, I'd have been like, what? I mean, by that point, I had felt like there was a possibility that maybe I might get a horse someday, only because when I came to Montana, I saw that lots of people had horses. And there was a house that we um, had put an offer in on that had a couple of acres. And it, it kind of, they had some mules next door. And it kind of got the wheels spinning a little bit. But I, I didn't, horses, I horses had been my world as a kid. They had been my life. And I had really tried to return to them so many times. And it just had never it had never seemed to work out. The timing didn't seem to work out um the their participation or their their presence in my life didn't seem to last um just with other things with life. so I never thought that, and yet, here I went out this morning and I fed two horses, and I walked them from one pasture to the other um You know, and I'm reflecting on their crazy shenanigans of running uh, yesterday in the rain and today being so calm. I mean, I can't even tell you that I couldn't have conceived of this. And I couldn't have conceived that we would own a pickup truck I couldn't have conceived that we would own a tractor I couldn't have conceived um that we would have learned how to put up our put up fencing not like fencing like you know for a little dog yard because we've done that um or put up like a privacy fence because we have done that you know um in our previous house uh we lived in Philadelphia and we had we had uh put up a new fence um we also had repaired our fence in California you know so you know privacy fences that kind of thing um but a, like a a horse fence uh i've been around lots of horse fences i grew up around them but i never made decisions about where to put them i never made i never figured out how to erect one or make choices about what they should be and what kind of materials we should use and how to lay it out and where to put gates and and yet we did all of that last year um a tractor when my husband first started talking about getting a tractor I was like what do we need a tractor for I was like we just need like a lawnmower um, we just need like a lawnmower. We had a, we had a small lawnmower from when we lived in Pennsylvania. It was an electric lawnmower. Can you imagine with a cord? Um, cause we had a tiny little yard and then we kept it in California, uh, cause we rented a bunch of houses first and then we just never really had any grass. So we finally, um, so Northern California, there's just you know, you tend to use drought tolerant plants, and most people don't use don't do grass. Um, So we got rid of it. And, and so I just thought, well, we just need like a lawnmower for our lawn. But you know, when we moved into this house last year, and we saw all this like brush, this stuff that we didn't know what it was called snowberry. It's this like tall brush, like almost to my chest, kind of um, high brush all over in the woods around us. And even in the fields, I was like, Oh, what do we do? Like, we can't use a lawnmower for that. And we discovered a brush hog. We didn't know what a brush hog was. I never even heard of it. I, I got onto YouTube and found out about this thing called a brush hog. And my husband had been eyeing up a tractor. I was like, "What do we need a tractor for?" Now I'm like, "We use that tractor all the time." I I talked about this in 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 an entire episode. I did not foresee any of this. I mean a horse shelter, building a horse shelter. I've been around lots of barns. Um, I've stabled my horses. I've boarded my horses at many, many places over my entire childhood. Um, I did have, you know, some experiences where the, the um, mostly in my pony days where they were out in a pasture. You paid for just what was called Pasture Board, where they just lived outside with a group of all the other Horses that were boarding, and they just went out, and that 's what they had and you just kind of caught them, and they didn 't this was in the summer they would come in in the winter um, into the barn, but in the summer they could just live out on pasture and you would just go out and catch them. But as I got more quote unquote serious with my riding and showing, you know I had like show horses and and they were kept in barns, they were stabled. And, you know, they were in stalls, and then they had turnout in in paddocks. Um, and that's, uh, you know, what I was used to. Um, but we come to Montana, and everybody, and things, you know, have changed. And I've changed. Now I have my own views about things and and questioning the way things used to be done and how I want to do them now with my horses. And we came to the conclusion you know, that we didn't want to make a barn, we wanted to just have a shelter, we wanted to just have a shelter that the horse could go into, and, um, but that it wouldn't be a permanent, you know, with stalls and everything, um, it would just be a shelter, like a running shelter, and, uh, or a loafing shed, and that's, that's what we built, and, but I didn't know how to build one, my husband didn't, well, he has a master's in architecture and he did work for an architecture firm doing, uh, designing among many other types of projects. But, um, there was a stint he did working for an architecture firm that did horse stables. Um, plus did I mention he's a very handy guy, so he just knows how to figure things out. So he, you know designed what is a beautiful horse shelter that's on our property but we didn't know really where the best place was to lay it out or how to do it we didn't know any of this and yet it's like we were called to figure all this out like where do we put our hay how do we store our hay Have I dealt with hay? Yes, I dealt with hay my entire childhood and and as an adult when I, you know, was riding again, you know, but I didn't ever make decisions about where does that hay go and how do we store the hay and where does it go in proximity to the barn and all of that. That's all stuff that we figured out last year and we're probably still refining. How do we know where to, you know, where do we put, how do we divide up the property? Uh, I had my, I was scratching my head for a long time after we made the decision to bring um, the first horse onto the property. Like what, what do we designate as a horse pasture? What do we designate as other things? How do we know what is going to be good grazing grass? I mean, so many, so many things. And it's like, What I'm trying to describe is as I'm looking out this window, I'm looking at at what I thought we came to Montana for, which was this beautiful mountain and trees and being closer to nature and wildlife. And we get that. We have elk elk nearby. We have deer in our yard. We have, you know, eagles and we have hawks and we have foxes although i've only seen one once we have woodpeckers and we have crows and ravens and and just we have turkeys we have grouse um we have just so many we have we have bears I haven't seen any close to the property. There are mountain lions not too far away. Thank goodness I haven't seen one close to the property. Um, But we have all of these things. And these are the things that I came here thinking we would get. I wanted to be out of, um, I wanted to be out of, the city and out of the suburban uh, suburban area and I wanted to be closer to the mountains and I wanted nature and I wanted wildlife and I wanted to see the mountains and I wanted to be closer to snowboarding and I wanted conifer trees and all of those boxes have been checked off check 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 every single one but other boxes got checked off too Boxes I didn't know were going to be part of this. Like horses. Horses. Being back in horses. Not only riding again, which seemed just almost like something I didn't think would happen again. Um, But having a horse on our property and not just one, but two. And... Don't tell my husband or anyone else, but I, you know, I know that there's going to be more than two in our future. I don't know when or how or whatever, but I know enough to know that that will happen also. And horses are in our realm now. And so when I look out, I see now we have, we have like When I thought of horse facilities, it was always these farms with, like, you know, miles of flat fields of green grass and stables and riding arenas. And um, I didn't really want that. It wasn't my dream to live on, like, a farm that's just in the middle of a flat area. I've always wanted mountains, I've always wanted views, I've always wanted to see a mountain, I've always wanted like conifer trees. And that didn't seem to match with horse farms, you know, Um, horse farms that I grew up in. And yet here I am, I have this horse property, like a small horse ranch, if you will. It's this small horse ranch where I have a pasture and I have fencing and I have horses in it but yet it overlooks this amazing mountain range leading into the leading into Canada in the Rockies I mean I I didn't know how those two ideas could come together I didn't know how that could all be created. I have a place. There are a lot of farms in my, there there are a lot of, um, you know, horse properties in, um, Montana where we live and they're out in the Valley where it's really flat and there aren't many trees. Um, and there's just, you know, pastures that kind of looks more like that classic horse thing. Only thing is there are mountains in the distance you know further and further away but if you if you don't look in the distance you just see kind of flat fields and grass um and i never wanted that i never liked that that wasn't there's nothing wrong with it for anybody else but it wasn't what i wanted and what i wanted was i wanted trees but i wanted a view of mountains but i also didn't want to be stuck in the trees we were very hard it was very hard to explain what we were looking for to our realtor we just knew we would feel it when we you know when we experienced it and we did with this property but in this property I have a place where I can go out my back door into woods and I can go out and sit on a chair and be in this spot where there's this birch tree um And it's almost like a clearing with these tall trees all around it. And I can sit in my chair and I can just take it in. It's like this amazing sacred space on our property. And I love just sitting back there. Um, And that doesn't fit in with horse farm out in the middle of a you know, a blank field with no trees around. But yet I have all of these things. Why am I talking about all of this? I'm talking about all of this because it's like all of these different ingredients of things that I have loved, that I have, my heart has resonated with. It's like, it's like they're it's like a new kind of soup or a new recipe it's like a recipe where everything kind of comes together into a new kind of soup like oh you want mountains great you get mountains you want conifer trees great you get that you want a view great you get that you want to you know have wildlife great you get that you want to have um, a pasture for horses and to have horses, great, you get that. You want to have um, it be where you stand out and you look across the horse pasture and you see a mountain, great, you get that. You want to have it be where you also look across the pasture and you look into, there's, there's grass, but then there's also trees and it's beautiful and there's a hawk that circles above you and the eagles, great, you get that. It's like all of this has been combined into a new thing. And these are all things that are specific to what I love. To what my dream soup, if you will, has been. Like a soup with all these different ingredients coming together into a new version of a soup called Michelle's Montana horse ranch slash nature property slash woods slash oh too many adjectives to describe and my thing that I I'm wanting to share today is that how did this happen How did this happen? If someone said to me, if 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 I set out to try to make this happen or to try to get this, it would not have happened. I couldn't even conceive of a, a place or a property or a reality where all these things would combine into one. I couldn't. I couldn't even. I didn't. I'd never seen that in existence anywhere. Um, I didn't know how that could all be. I didn't know how you could get horses and uh, horse property and a mountain and wildlife and all of the things that I talked about all combined into one. I didn't think that that was possible in the realm of possibilities of what one could find my best thought of that is oh you know maybe someday you know we own multiple properties and somehow we live and we have like this you know like if we just had endless financial resources we could just have like one you know the horse farm with the horses. And then we could have the place in the mountains. And we could have this and we could have that I never dreamed that all of it could be combined into one place. And I don't have to travel back and forth. I never conceived of that. I never thought it was possible. But what I have really come to learn and to understand over my life is that I have a, I have a deep inner guidance within me, and that deep inner guidance knows me inside and out, knows everything I've longed for, everything I've ever wanted, everything I say, wow, that's cool, I would love to have that, um, but, and then forget about it, because I just don't even give it any... It doesn't even factor in as something that would be possible. Um, But my inner guidance takes note of that. Everybody has an inner guidance. Everybody has this within them. We've not, many of us, so many of us have not been taught to realize that we have this. Or if we, catch twinges of it at various times in our lives we don't we don't understand how it works how to follow it or how to like what it really even is and what does that mean and how does that work because it seems like sometimes when we think we do want things we just it doesn't work for them to come and so like the whole idea of this just, just seems kind of crazy. Maybe we have flashes of something we call our intuition or our gut feeling or our gut knowing, but we really don't know how it works. And I've really spent my whole life having all of those thoughts and feelings and also really having experiences where I've come to learn more about the fact that I have a deeper inner guidance within me that knows me inside and out and that has always led me more and more to things that I truly want you know that it's when I've been able to make the choice to start to believe and think it's possible that when I've gone on a path of, of getting curious and being open and believing that there is a possibility that these things that I want, that often I don't even admit to myself that I want, they, they, I can experience them. And what I've come to understand a lot about is how to understand that part of myself, how to work with communicating with that part of myself, how to follow that part of myself. And I've come to understand that everyone has a part of themselves like that. And you can use whatever word for it that you want. I use the term inner guidance, um, You can use whatever word works for you. But what I've come to understand is that that part of me knows me inside and out, backwards and forward, knows every thought, every feeling I've ever had. And that as I learn how to listen to that part of myself more and more and to follow it, that that's how I end up in places that defy what I even thought was a possibility in the real world. Like what I'm describing about this property where we are that checks off all these boxes of the mountains and nature and wildlife, but also the horses and how I couldn't even imagine And, and, and actually how like, you know, We have a tractor now, and we have a pickup, and I never really thought anything of those, but my husband loves those things. I mean, I talked about this in the Adventures in Ranching podcast, the glee on my son's face when he drives the tractor. My husband, it's like he's a kid in the candy store when he rides our tractor. I never expected that, and he loves having a pickup truck. I mean, just loves driving a pickup truck. I would have never thought that. But I see how the pickup truck really is amazing for me too. So many things. We use those things for the pickup truck and the tractor and so many other things. This has all come from following a feeling of what i would call being called to this place in montana and i i've had many experiences of being called to various things in my life and um what has happened is as i've started to learn more about how to do this i've had experiences and situations in which things that I've really longed for, things that I've really dreamed of have been experiences that I've had as a result of that. And I talk about, I talk about all of these things um, in all of all of my offerings, all of my all of my podcasts, I have several podcasts. And, and I also have even developed a method of how to that I use that I developed for myself, um, of kind of how to communicate with this part of myself more actively so that it's not just this random, you know, thing where I don't understand, like I'm, I'm learning more and more how my own deepest guidance communicates with me and how it, it actually is. Each of us has one and our own deepest inner guidance, there are certain commonalities with how our inner guidance communicates with us. And then there are certain kind of like a unique vocabulary that each of us has or a unique language system or communication system that each of us has for how that part of us speaks to us. I don't mean necessarily speaking in, in words, but communicates with us. Um, there's all different ways that that can happen, depending upon the person. And I've created, through my own exploration for myself, um, a method called connecting inward of learning how to do this. And I used, I used it. I developed that method. Um, it evolved, uh, starting starting with other studies I did many years ago, over 20 years ago in shamanism and energy medicine and hypnotherapy. And then it was morphed and evolved and changed over many years, um, just through my own practice. And then after many, many years, after 20 years, I was called in 2019. Um, I felt a feeling about how to share this method with other people. And I developed, um, a program to be able to teach it to other people, not knowing how to do that at first, because I didn't know how to do that. But that, that was part of what my inner guidance was showing me how to share it with other people. I mean, how do you teach something that you've learned over 20 some years how to do how do you teach someone how to do that in less than 20 years? Well, my inner guidance knew. So I, I share that with people and I talk about how I use that method for myself but really what I want to focus on today or why I'm talking about all of this today is because I want I want to share how I didn't figure this out what I did was I knew what I wanted and sometimes I didn't even know what I wanted like the horses I had like ruled that out that just did not seem viable with any kind of lifestyle while I still had kids and whatever um you know and and yet here I am uh but I didn't figure out how to get any of this I didn't figure it out. I didn't do a spreadsheet. I didn't create a business plan. I didn't make a checklist. I didn't you know follow the steps of what somebody else did. I didn't do any of that. What I've learned is when I do those things, what i what what comes to me is way, way less than what comes to me when I learn how to follow what I call follow myself and follow my deepest inner guidance um, which is what I've learned and been learning and continue to learn to do and practice and it's always when I look back that I see all the clues were there did I love horses yes did I love riding yes did I love wildlife yes did I love mountains yes did I love the idea of of You know, having horses on my property, yes, but I never thought that was possible. You know, it's like, I wouldn't have been able to create a plan. And believe me, I have been a planner. I mean, I used to do work in strategy, in software companies, like I was really good at crafting whole plans and proposals figuring it all out crossing every t dotting every i figuring out the whole vision not just for the vision but the execution of it i did that for years and years and years and years and and really got good at it but i will tell you that not even my best version of that has ever yielded what comes to me when I stop doing that, I let go of the need to do that. And I let myself follow my own deepest inner guidance, because my own deepest inner guidance leads me to things that are way, 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 way beyond what I could ever envision. I can envision parts of it. I can envision parts of it and parts of it have a feeling. But when I allow myself to tune into my inner guidance related to that vision, my inner guidance leads me to a version of that vision that is a million times better than what I envisioned than what I perceived I could have. That's what I'm trying to explain. And yet all of the clues have always been there. It's always like hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm always like looking back and seeing like, oh my God, now I see. Oh, you know, like this seed of Montana got planted when I had this investor, um, a former investor go to Montana. And so I looked up what the heck is Montana? What like, I didn't know anything about Montana. It was just a state beginning with an M that's maybe somewhere up in somewhere. I don't know. You know, like, why did I love those Hallmark movies? Why did I watch them? it wasn't random. There was something about it. But I didn't like, I didn't even admit to most people that I watched Hallmark movies about ranches in Western places. I mean, I I didn't I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know how that tied in. I didn't know how that could ever happen. What does that mean? I'm supposed to go, go like on a vacation to a dude ranch. That never felt right. Like, what, what did that mean? But I didn't need to figure it out. But the signs were always there. The signs were always there. It was based on a feeling. Loving horses. Feeling a strong connection with horses from the very first time I had an experience with them. Feeling a connection with wildlife. The feeling. Feeling a connection with like serious mountains the first time. I mean, I grew up in Pennsylvania. We had mountains. But the first time that I saw like hardcore mountains, it was in the French Alps. And I was just like... Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. And then I came out to California and I went to Lake Tahoe for the first time, or I drove across country and I was driving through Lake Tahoe and there were these mountains and I was just like, oh my gosh, these are mountains. Or I drove through Colorado actually. And I was like, these are mountains. These are the kinds of mountains that I've loved. I didn't grow up with those kinds of mountains. I didn't realize you didn't have to go to the French Alps and go to the Alps and go to Switzerland and and France and Italy to to get to them. I didn't realize. I mean, I kind of new because of tv shows and stuff but i hadn't been to colorado until i drove through hadn't been to lake tahoe and northern california and the sierra nevadas until i drove through and and then there i was in the mountains and i was like wow wow going to mount rainier in washington washington state for the first time and seeing that mountain Going to, I ran a a marathon in Alaska, seeing those mountains, being like, oh my gosh, my heart felt it. My heart felt it. All of these things I felt with my heart. And all of these things, my head didn't know how to combine all of these things my head would have been like, Well, you can't have big mountains and you can't have a horse and you can't have, you know, a place where you're not like living out in the mountains, way away from other people, and you can't have, you know, wildlife. And I my brain didn't know how to put all that together. My my big vision planning strategic brain, you know, that had been honed from years in Silicon Valley that you know prided itself on being able to see things and come up with plans and execute on them did not know how to make all that come into one picture but my deepest inner guidance did This adventure in ranching that we've gone on, I still do not know where it's going to lead. I have some, I have some hunches. I posted a meme today in my Facebook um, feed and uh, it's mostly just a few friends and family these days. Um, But it's a photo it's a photo that I found. A horse meme. I'm gonna call it up right now so I can talk about it. It's it's a photo and it says when I win the lotto, I don't think I will tell anyone dot dot dot. But there will be signs dot dot dot. <laughs> and it's this it's this photo of a green field kind of zoomed in with Hundreds of horses running all in the same direction. And I looked at that photo and that meme and I just had to laugh. I just had to laugh because I think our adventure in ranching, we're only in, you know, 1.1, version 1.1 of it. I I just feel that there's a reason we're learning about how to put up fencing and we're learning how to do all the things that we're learning how to do that we didn't know how to do. Um we're, we're learning all of that and that that there are things in store for me that I don't even I don't even know what they are, but I've known enough to know that I feel inklings. And an inkling is when I see something like that meme and I think, wow, it's not really that I thought I would want to have hundreds of horses, but some part of me thinks that. But I don't try to figure out what does that mean? How do I make that happen? I just let myself feel that, feel that excitement about that feel like that meme is fun and there's something about it that touches my heart but guess what part of me takes note of that my deepest inner guidance and what I have found that my deepest inner guidance not only takes note it's like it's recorded in the Michelle dream log the Michelle deepest dream log not like you know oh, I have a dream of, you know, getting a new pair of shoes or living in this certain way. But I find that my deepest inner guidance looks beyond the stuff that my mind thinks that I want or that I think I want because I want to like fit in or I want somebody else to think I'm a certain way or I want to look a certain way or whatever. That's not what my inner guidance pays attention to. My inner guidance pays attention to the stuff that I really deeply feel a connection with. That I really feel makes my heart sing. That just feels good. And I don't know why and I don't know how and none of it matters. It just feels right. In the Following a Dream podcast, I talk a lot, and I have another podcast called Following Yourself too, but in in, I talk a lot about how our inner guidance leads us to our, to our deepest dreams. And these are the dreams that I'm talking about. Not the dream like, oh, I have a dream that I'm going to get a car so that I fit in so that my parents think that I'm checking off the boxes or so the neighbors think I think this... Those aren't our real dreams. Those are our dreams of what we think we should want to meet some expectation of something that's not really what I want, or not what what we really want at our deepest selves. What I find that our deepest dreams are the dreams that our heart soars. We really feel like we want this thing or we feel a resonance with this thing it feels like us and it can often and is always I often find so unique to us it's not that other people don't have a dream of having a horse or whatever but my inner guidance knows what my version of having that horse means What does that look like? What kinds of things do I do with that horse? What kinds of place, what place do I live in where I have that horse? My version of that is unique to me and my inner guidance knows that and knows me inside and out. I've talked on and on and on and on and I think the thing that I really want to I really want to close this with is that I've found, I've found in following my own inner guidance over all these years of my life that, and I'm in my fifties now my early 50s that and I've been doing this my whole life. But the ways in which I understand how to do it now are different than the ways in which I understood how to do it when I was a kid, when I was a teen you know, a little kid, when I was a teenager. When I was in my 20s, my 30s, even my 40s, and now. What I've come to see is that when I feel a resonance with something, when I feel a connection with something, when I get that little feeling in my heart like, oh, there's something about it. Just take note. I just take note. I used to kind of take note and be like, How do I make that happen? No, that's not my job. I don't need to take note and then be like, I've got to make a plan to make this happen. How's this going to happen? No. No, because I can't ever make the plan to make it happen the way my inner guidance can. My only job is to take note and allow myself to feel the excitement. And that's it. Just like that meme with the horses. Do I have any idea how I would have that many horses? And would I even want that many horses? And what does it mean? I don't know. That's not my my job. What I've come to understand. It doesn't serve me. But what does serve me is when I see or I experience something and I feel a connection to it, to just feel it. And then it all gets sorted out in ways that I can't even comprehend. And that's what I mean about this property. This property that we live right now that has all these different sides to it and aspects to it. How did this happen? Did I make this happen with my mind and with my plans? No. No. And yet, here I am. On this beautiful day in Montana. Looking at a mountain. Looking at these trees. Experiencing amazing wildlife. Wildlife having horses right out on the other side of our property that are out there in a beautiful field with a mountain beyond and trees beyond. Being able to have this amazing experience of going out in the morning and feeding them and seeing how that connects me to the world and to myself. I spent my birthday recently here. (laughs) We did go out to sushi in the evening. But I had the best birthday ever. My husband said, what do you want to do? Do you want to go somewhere? I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to be here. I asked him if he could make me some crepes because I love crepes. And he makes a mean crepe among many things. Did I say he's handy in the kitchen too? Yeah, he's a keeper. On many levels. So many levels. And on my birthday, I spent my morning having a beautiful day. And I spent my morning hanging out. And just being in this place. And then I went for a ride on my big guy Nilo. And it was so fun. It was just, he was perfect and it was beautiful. And I just let the day unfold. I said to my husband, maybe we'll go for sushi. And if not, let's just have dinner here. But after I was done riding, I felt like, let's go for sushi. My kids love sushi. I like sushi too. It's a great sushi restaurant. We called them. I didn't think that they would have a reservation available because it was a Friday night. But they did. They had a reservation. I got ready and they had one in 45 minutes, which was perfect. We arrived. We had sushi. I came back. It was a great birthday and it was just one spent here in this place in this place that my inner guidance put together I didn't need to go anywhere else other than here in my own house in this place that it is this combination of ingredients unique to me So this is what I wanted to talk about today. And it, it relates to our Adventures in Ranching podcast because it's how we got here. And it relates to my other podcast, Following a Dream, because it's also about following a dream in that podcast for the adventures in ranching listeners in following a dream I really share a lot of kind of like the synthesized steps the things that I have learned the pared down mm, things that I've learned about how to listen to myself more and how to follow myself and my inner guidance towards something I really, really want towards these dreams that I often don't even see the full dream of what I want, like this property. That's what that podcast is about. And so I will close on that note. As I look out at this mountain and I look at this placard that says the mountains are my happy place that I have right on the shelf looking out of my view. And I appreciate, I appreciate what my inner guidance has put together for me to go on this adventure in ranching that we're in and on tractors and pickup trucks and horse pastures and buckets and all those things and this path of following a dream and following my dreams that I have also been on that I've been practicing and learning to do over my lifetime And I will end on that note until next time. I'm so glad you joined me on the Adventures in Ranching podcast. To learn more about my other offerings, you can visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O dot com.